Welcome to episode 155 of I Am Talk, your weekly fix in all things Iron Man. Alright guys, welcome along to episode 155 of I Am Talk with Coach John Newsom, Bevan James Oz. How you going mate? I'm pretty good, and you? We've just been talking about the long riding you've been doing lately mate. Man, it's good 30 minutes last week. <laughs> Solid. Uh, this week's just a little bit different really because John's you know, his life situation has changed a little bit and time's not really as precious at the moment, isn't it? Oh, it is. Which and means I Am Talk goes to the back burner. Well, no, I, 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 the initial plan was, I was going to, uh, we were going to include a Bevan and Ish interview yep. or um, feature in there, but yep. given I've never actually listened to that podcast yet, we've got to do a bit of quality control there. I've got to make sure it's up to IM Talk standards. With the love. And so instead, this week's show is the Murray Holy Hammer Lapworth special. Third person ever mm. to have a whole show named after him. And I think he's taken it to a new level. He's done everything, hasn't he? Mm. And that's kind of good because some parts of it are a little bit disturbing, yes. but we can take no responsibility for that. Exactly. So the, the Holy Hammer. I am talking episode 155 is proudly brought to you by trybuys.com. Get on there for the world's best deals, best service, best everything. Athlinks.com. For if everything else is the best. <laughs> if you want to see what the Holy Hammer looks like and his race results and stuff, look up Murray Actually, I'll put a photo on the website as well. Yeah. Yeah. And coffeesofwai.com. For the world's best coffee. And I tell you what, if you're in, in the cold countries right now, it's coffee season, isn't it? It is coffee season. Uh, although I think most people have coffee season. 365, yeah. yeah. Anyway, uh, I did find some news. So this week's show, we've got news coming up. We've got age group of the week. We've got a high five, and it's a little bit concerning. Uh, we've, I haven't actually read the high five. I've kind of left it to the moment. So, same here. Oh, Good. nice. Uh, Coach's Corner. He's done a Coach's Corner for you. He has. A Coach's Corner is And I think you'll on... like it. It's, it's a recipe. It's a recipe. Which, and which, we'll, we'll go into that when we get there. Okay, and we're a question and answer, and he came up with the question and the answer. And I came up with a question, and that's sort of a coaching... We'll, we'll give a little feedback there. Okay. So on Tabata Intervals. Nice. So news brought to you by xtry.com. Go on there to check out the latest news and interviews and, and gear yeah. report and everything. Well, we didn't have much news. John had no news this week, but I found one piece of news that may be interesting. Um, the challenge race. Challenge Road Field has uh, just been released. Yeah. So it's, it's looking, looking strong. Yeah, it's looking pretty strong. So Norman Stadler is going to be the man to beat. He's going to come and try and topple old Patrick Verne, who won this year. Yeah, Pete, Pete Jacobs, Jacobs Chilborn. Chilborn Barley. He wasn't in great, the greatest shape last year. No, he was so. injured going into it, wasn't he? Mm, so I'd say, you know, Pete Jacobs is, is Bevan loves him. He's a man on the rise. Well, I just think he's, you know, a couple of years, mate. So it should, should be a really solid, good race there. And then you've got Rudd Kabiki there as well. And, and, you know, he hasn't really performed massively well outside of Kona. But if he can reproduce that same sort of form, he is a legendary um, runner. But he may just suffer a bit there on the swim. So, um, Reynard Tissink. Reynard Tissink. He, he's... Pretty up and down out of late, but um, he, he, right, he could be there. The young guy from Australia, Tim Burkle. Tim Burkle, and then you got uh, Alain uh, Allah Johansson. I got that pronunciation wrong, but he had the fastest bike split at Kona last year, so it should be, should be a good race then. It, it's fascinating. You've got Justin Granger, Pete Bavusek, uh, Dragster, Chris McDonald, um, who else? Olaf, you've got Thomas Hellregal. They just get the good feel, don't they? It's good money. I mean, and it's good exposure, So especially for all the German guys and, uh, and a lot of the Euro guys. You know, when you're thinking about the, the big races in Europe, it's Rote and Ironman Germany, um, are the, probably the two pinnacle races. Mm. Uh, like Kona, Rote is probably... Second place in terms of the most history of the sport. Yeah. Um, so it's a great race. Women's field should be really interesting because Chrissy Welling is going to be there going on a fast course. Yeah. It'll be really interesting to see how fast she really goes. Um, it doesn't look like Yvonne Van Vlerken is no, racing. No, no. Um, so I'm not quite Cosmo sure what's is. happening there. But Erica Chamor, she'll be way back after the swim. Uh, and uh, But, you know, she, she did an 8.47 there this year. So Interesting, Joe Lawn's back. Yeah, last yeah. year no Ironman races in the middle of the year, um, yeah. and then she'll be she'll be duelling again with Gina Ferguson for the you know, top Kiwi position. Um, yeah. So that'll be interesting. But Linda's I think, back, Charlotte Paul. Yeah, but I think all those girls are going to be racing for second and third. But we'll see. Well, I just find this really interesting because they, you know they do get manage to get good fields in the races, don't they? And, um, you, you've got you know Sadler, and it's going to be an interesting race because you've got a couple of real strong cyclists, haven't you? Mm. You know, three real, you know, Elaine, Ella. 
He's pretty amazing on the bike, isn't he? He is fastest bike spin in Canis. So yeah, and then you got him and Sedler and Tilborn. If they come out of the water together, and yeah, and and, and you, you said before we started the show, that, you know, there's no star runners there. Rudkabiki is is a star runner, but he's gonna be blown away on the bike, isn't he? Well, you know, he's got to get in a position where he can ride with those guys. So he's normally a little bit weaker in the swim. So if he can hang on to the the guys. Uh, in the swim, and he can hang just hang on on the bike. Um, obviously, Stadler and that are probably going to ride away, but if he can hang on to some of the quicker guys, um, he could be a real threat to, to, to go really fast there. It's pretty Mecca's not here this year, eh? Yeah, well, you know, he's going to be at um, Germany. Germany. So, the German, some, a few guys have committed to Germany already, and, and Mac is one of those, so he'll be having a great race there. And then uh, Terenzo Bazzoni is apparently racing Ironman Germany as well, so mm, that'll so, be interesting to see mm. how he stacks up against the big boys. It'll be interesting to see how Christy goes. Mm, fast. Do you think she'll beat last year's time? Yes. Last year was a terrible day too, wasn't it? It was. Yeah, we yeah. remember it fondly. I, th- I think she'll smoke it. I reckon she'll go 8.40. 8.40? Yeah. Are you pulling out 8.40? Yeah. Really? Well, if... Uh, you know, Van Vluken went 8.45 last year. Oh, no, we did get an email from someone complaining that we give her too much shit with her name. We do. Yeah. And so we're, we're, we're going to be good kids here. And we're gonna well, no, right. we'll get her on the show. And, and then we'll, afterwards we can give her shit. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, she won't mind. We were going to get her on a while ago, but it was all going to happen a bit fast and we, we couldn't get ourselves organised. So yeah. we'll get her back on. Yep. But anyway, um, I reckon she'll go 8.40, possibly even potentially quicker. Um, if she can have a good swim and ride with some of the top guys. 8.40. Yeah, well, I mean, that's only five minutes faster than Van Vlerken, and, and she was way faster than that in, in Kona. So, yeah, I think so, because her swim's improved. If she can come out with some of those strong guys, she'll hang on to them on the bike and then uh, just smoke it on the run. That's amazing, eh? Hope you heard it first here. Okay, you heard it first here. First woman to possibly ever go under 8.40. That would be a big big moment in our, in our sport, eh? Yeah, totally. And maybe yes, before anyone else does it again. Okay, and other pieces of news? Oh, there is none. We've got Ironman China coming up in a few weeks. This weekend. Oh, this weekend, is it? This weekend. Okay. I didn't actually know. Oh, yeah, here we go. So, uh, it's second year racing. Uh, second or third? Second year racing. And I know Chris McDonald was, has been said on Epic Camp that the race there last year was really was one of the hardest that he's ever done. The most difficult conditions. <laughs> I remember him telling me about when he was doing the race. And there was a bit where he was just... Dying, and he knew some guy was catching him. Yeah. So he'd try to hide behind people as he's running yeah. up the road. There was a multi Literally trying to hide you know, in the corners. Uh, it's it's going to be um, it's going to be really interesting to see how Rasmus Henning goes. Um, a bit of an interesting one to sort of use as your first uh, big outing for Ironman. I think he's really going there to get a Kona slot, and then probably going to lay it all down on Kona for guys that don't know much about Rasmus Henning. Which I don't. He's a, an ITU star. Um, he's won the high V. A World Cup race in the States, two years running, and the prize money for that I think is about 250,000 US. Um, strong all-round athlete, seems to race well in the heat, um, and yeah, if, if uh, th- this one, I'm not quite sure how he's going to go, but I think when it comes to Kona, he could be a real threat. Who else is a threat here? The field's not that strong. There's there's a few. Okay, guys, you got yeah, you got second tier guys, but Ke- no. Keegan Williams is yeah, you know, quite a few of the team BB guys. Um, I think Luke McKenzie's probably another one to look out for. He won Ironman Japan last year and he finished thirty second in Kona last year, <laughs> and uh, so I think he's probably going to be the, the one. Remember Kona watch. this year? You got to pick. You guys have got to pick who's going to be thirty second, don't you? That's right. Yeah, and uh, got the glove man's there as well. So yeah, yeah. I mean, um, there's no superstars, is there? No rock stars. No, no super rock stars. And then on the guy, the girl side of things, you got. Uh, Edith, ne- Edith Needlefinger, I think she'll, she'll be there. Um, Hillary. There thereabouts. Hillary will be there or thereabouts. Um, so, yeah, she's again, what, 10 girls? Not mm. even that. Okay, it'll be interesting to see what... Charlotte Paul? Yeah, she's Charlotte Paul's solid. But in, the, in these sort of races, it's just the... It's yeah, a battle, of, attri- fitness, battle yeah, of attrition. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you just got to keep on going. Keep on keeping on. Do we even have a website to hit you on? This That's one it. here, Ironman China. Oh, it's just the same crap. If you go to ironman.com, there's a bit of a press release in terms of the... Um, Ah, uh, Belinda Granger's here. We miss her off the list. So oh, okay. she, she's probably the favourite. She she wins a lot of those Asian races because you know you just she hammers the bike, hammers the swim, and then just the survives the run. And um, you know, often the, the good runners struggle to run. We've got to get her on the show. We've got to get her on the show. She's a great chick. <laughs> she'll, she'll give us an hour's content. I know. Oh, come on, Belinda, get on the show. We know you love you. Okay, then that's uh, news of the week, but we've still got our discussion. So we've got two discussions this week, and we had one discussion the week before last. John's put on his piece of paper. Where is my piece of paper? Well, my pocket. Yeah, you wrote VLC on it. Uh, hopefully, I actually picked mine from last week, John, because I did my piece last well, week properly. This is good because you haven't got any of the same ones that I've got. And it's good, but before we start, we did get an email from Gary Fegan. 
And, and I think it's time we just we sort the problem out, John. Yeah, yeah. And he said, I've tried to be patient. I've tried to blog informatively. I've got Striding on DVD, a Bite Tuesday stretch handbook. Uh, he's qualified for a show to be named after him, but still hasn't been to appear. <laughs> and, he's, and he's not happening. And whilst hottriathletes.com seem a pretty crap website of the week, it never actually gets updated, and I thought that I'd get one use of it. He's got a new website here, sportsadvisor.com. Okay, I'll have to have a look at that. So, John, please take this as my formal apology to use and your listeners for their distress. I don't didn't actually cause by posting. <laughs> That's what I didn't actually do it. Okay. <laughs> Publicly available for picture of Bevan to a website I'll where accept, it wasn't shown. I'll accept that. Okay. Yeah. So from now on, would you all read his posts? I almost did today, but there was so many bloody good posts. Well, I figured that you would have picked Gary's anyway. Well, because I had to until you changed. Yeah, no, so... Uh, so I'm going to start with Gary. It's, it's, uh, what was the discussion? The discussion no, was, really, one, was really about Stephen Lord suggesting whether there should be, say, maybe two Ironman races in, in Kona or, or how, to, how to differentiate between, say, the full-time age group athletes who are training full-time versus the guys who are not full-time and they think it's unfair that, that they have to compete against full-time athletes yeah. for, for Kona slots. So... Uh, we're going to just read out a couple of the comments on there, but I would suggest you go on there and, that was and a read. Really interesting I, discussion, I had eh? a read last night, and um, there were some really interesting points. Do you know what it showed? What? You guys are intelligent. That's right. You know, you guys are just full of mind, you know, so amazing minds. If you just go onto Athlinks, go onto the I Am Talk page, obviously there's a new topics coming up all the time, but if you just scroll down, you'll be able to read through it. Not a thought went into it. Gary Fagan, as we discussed before, you should have two events, the World Champs and a standard entry race, where you could apply online as per usual. Having two big tiers of age groupers wouldn't work. You'd still have fast guys that work full-time and not-so-fast guys that train full-time. Then, like turning pro to age grouper, when do you stop being one and become the other, and how do you place this? I like the idea of having two races, though, and I like the idea of age groupers going off day one and the mass start, and the pros going off on day two. This would give age groupers a chance to watch the pros the next day, which is a good point. If there are two uh, day Kona, then I'd suggest you bump up the entry price for the mass start and then make it all free for all that qualify. Never got to happen. <laughs> <laughs> WTC something free. <laughs> it's not as if it's getting easy any cheaper. So another three hundred bucks won't make that much of a difference. Okay, here's from the man who made up the topic. Okay, so this is a big one, Steve Lord. I must admit, I was dead set against the idea initially, largely based on the logistics of deciding uh, if someone is elite or not. Uh, I was converted. The key thing is there are no rules about being an elite age grouper or not. Um, but incentives would have to be put in place. Thus, a full-time athlete could race a non-elite and a working athlete race elite. You're not splitting based on the way someone lives their lives, which be, it would be impossible to police. Until I saw this point, I was dead against the idea. The key would be to put an incentive to encourage the fast people to race elite. The best, best I could come up with is um, only elite age groupers get prizes or podiums. Non-age groupers would get a time for the race but would not be a world champion. Uh, this is aimed at people that just want to compete. Logistics in Kona seem harder itself. Um, we, we appreciate that, running two events in two days. Uh, he really likes the fact that it's a single mass start race. Um, it would be... Uh, I missed my line there. Uh, it would be also provide a fairer race for all pro ladies as they're less likely to get caught in the packs of age True. groupers. Yep. Um, to address a couple of the specific points made um, and you have to read through the blogs to, to get this all full-time athletes should race pro um, would you somebody said that all full-time athletes should be racing pro and his response to that would you include a retired 60 year old in that yeah uh, somebody else made the comment that age groupers are greedy and they shouldn't shouldn't be allowed to keep going back year after year yep. um, are you serious oh <laughs> are you serious this is a sport people are competitive they want to test themselves against the best uh, it wouldn't be much of a world championship if you insisted you only go once I think those people qualifying people chasing a slot would view a lot less uh, of an achievement under those circumstances um, and as for pros not racing age groupers so that would be in a situation say like Myself, or we talked about the guy yep. last week in Australia who who been raced professionally and then come down to race age group. As some guys said, oh, they should get a two-year ban from racing age group. Um, and Steve's response is, so you're saying that a sport that they enjoy so much and that they choose to make a living out of um, becomes out of bounds once they reach a certain age, guessing tump sometime in their early 40s. I'm not quite there yet. Yeah. Um, if someone is an age grouper <clears throat> where pros start at the back as he just thinks it's a bad idea. <laughs> Whatever, John. You wrote too much. You wrote too, too much. much. We, thinks, we're not very good readers. You guys know that. Yeah. <laughs> Keep them short. 
Uh, Glenn Russell, okay, Glenn Russell, Glenn Russell says, pros, elite, age groupers, age groupers, what the hell, let's throw in a Clyde Sales in as well. And while we're at it, we'll throw in homeless, lesbian, left-handed, none nuts, enough said from that one. As for two races, great. I'm all for getting as many people competing the course as possible. The logistics of consecutive days make it a long shot, but how about another date far removed from October? I don't get why two days in a row was such a hard thing. We'll go into that in a okay. moment, shall we? Uh, a lot of qualifiers, especially those from the Southern Hemisphere, cannot make it in October due to racing, other commitments, uh, seasonal conflicts, but could possibly do a, ma- a race in March and April. That's a good mm. point. Uh, Paul Smith, he was the one who created a little bit of controversy there. My comment regarding such a situation is that logistically a two-day Kona race is almost impossible. However, my opinion, in my opinion, the organisers of the World Championship should take into account the spirit in which the race was created and that it was uh, a chance for every man to race. I think two things sh- should change in terms of qualification for the race. Number one, every pro that decides to give up their licence and races and age groupers should not be allowed to get a spot for Kona. Okay. Um, they should basically have a, a, about a two-year stand-down. And point two, um, and that, this issue goes for the greedy age groupers out there. They've seen many uh, many age groups going to Hawaii six, seven, eight, nine, ten times in a row. And when that when I ask them why, they say because it's the world's. Um, well, I think that's gluttony. And in order to give other age groupers a chance to compete against these cashed-up athletes, every person should only be allowed to go back Kona. Um, a year on, year off as an age grouper, allowing others to give a chance in the year off. Mm, interesting. Gavin Holly, uh, this is a real split in the race according to how people choose to live their lives. It's true that those who choose to train full-time are likely to beat those who work 40 hours a week. However, training full-time is something that we can all choose to do if we go sub-whatever is important enough. The logic also suggests that those that work 80 hours a week should be raised separately from those that work 40 hours a week, or those with five kids should be different from those who race with one kid. Finally, I think you would lose some sort of the sports tradition. I like the fact that everyone starts together. Not too many sports there. Uh, there's not too many sports in the world where you get to race and start with the best in the world. That's a good point. My last one, I didn't know Tony O'Hagan was a <coughs> listener. Um, but anyway, Tony's a, a former pro triathlete. Uh, he's a couple of his points personally. I think it's up to the individual. To Wait, he's got more cred because he's he's he has got pro, more cred. Yeah. Um, personally, I think it's up to the individual to decide on a pro or age group status. Perhaps, perhaps a qualification standard to be a pro. Um, <clears throat> uh, the main main point was leave the championships for the champions and those who want to have a crack at the title, not those who want to whine about why they are not good enough. Oh, he's he's laying the hammer down. So he's pretty much saying. More or less status quo, you know, world champs is world champs. If you're not good enough to get there, it's just tough titties. Okay, John, what's your thoughts? <laughs> well, in relation to... You always ha- do your P's well on this, don't you? You bring your written piece of paper. Well, I can't read off your bloody screen, that's why. Um, <laughs> the screen... Have a bit of a pause, but we're back in action. And we're back to the move that time. New computer's blowing up already. It's oh, only two man, weeks it's old. breaking my heart. No, okay, so you've done your P's? What no do you P's. reckon? I think logistically, like a couple of people said, uh, to have two races in two days just isn't feasible to do. Because, I mean, if you think about it right, race morning, the race organisers get up at, say, I don't know, 3 o'clock in the morning to get things rolling, and then they'll finish at midnight. By the time that things are actually packed up, it's probably 2 or 3 in the morning again, and then, boom, you're away again with the next day. So I think, logistically, it's probably not possible. I like, I really like the idea. I think it's a good idea to have day one, you have elites, uh, I mean, your pros, and then you have your elite age groupers, and then day two is sort of the... Division two race, yeah. and and I think that would be a good way to have it. But logistically, I just can't. So that's we have to logistically think. Look at the Olympics; they make it work. You know, I think that you may have to have more people involved, and you may have to have different teams that do different things. But I don't know. I think that technically, you could probably, you know, if you put some minds to it, you could probably figure that out. Yeah. And if anything, you're going to do it two days together. Like you don't have to pick the gear up after the first day, do you? So if anything, that saves you a lot of time. Yeah, but I, I guess. You, I'd imagine a lot of the people that help with that race are locals. And, yeah, um, and that would be the one where yeah. we would struggle a little bit is maybe getting volunteers to yeah. go for two days. I think it's really is. It, a, it's a manpower issue. B, it's, I think they have enough problems putting the race on in Kona as it is. I yeah. think there's a lot of uh, resistance and you feel that when you get over there. The locals are really welcoming, but you see it in the papers and stuff and the problems they have with yeah. all the cruise ships coming in. So I just can't see it happening. But I think in principle it's, it's a really good idea. Um, 
But I, what I, the, the idea that I think has been brought up that I think is good is maybe having two Kona Ironmans and having uh, the one as it stands at the moment, the championship race, and then just having another standard race at some other time during the year on the Kona course. And, see, I'm going to disagree with you on and, this. And, and, I then, think... and then you just have it open for um, for people to go and do. But do you think, see, like for me, <clears throat> a part of doing Kona is the fact that you've got all the guns there. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I think that if you had the one in the middle of the year and the guns weren't there, it would just who would really want to go? Well, I mean, you could say that about a lot of Ironmans, couldn't you? It'd just it'd just be another Ironman race, and the demand uh. the demand is out there. Um, and so, well, the demand is out there is certainly in North America and Europe. You know, all the races yeah. are filling up. Um, so I'm sure they fill it up. But I'm just, oh, well, maybe yeah, they probably will because they just open a course and it opens up. But yeah. yeah, for me, it's kind of like I think one of the big appeals of Kona is that the fact that you are out there with Stedler and you are out there with mm. Macker and Crowey and but there's going to be a lot of people out there who that are that. never going to yeah. qualify, yeah. and um, either that be through personal choices, they're not, they're not able to commit the amount of time to training, uh, or they're just simply not good enough and they started too late in life and, mm. and, and they're so far off the pace, they may keep improving but it might not be enough. So yeah. I think I think that would be a reasonable idea. Um, and one thing I would like to probably see brought in at Kona is, is separating the starts a little bit more. So maybe I know the pro men and pro women start 15 minutes in front now, I'd like to see the pro men and pro women actually getting split up. Maybe pro men starting 15 minutes early, the pro women starting 10 minutes early, yep. um, just to split that up and make it a little bit fairer. And I also wouldn't mind seeing the actual main race split into into men and females, but I can see that causing some issues with people being swum over. But I'd like to start seeing some separation in races to, to make it a little bit fairer and make, make it a little less congested on the, on the course. Um, like the, the original question, really, the question of, you know, the full-time age group versus... Oh, I think it's just... Bad luck. You, you can't police it, so I no. just think, just if you if you want to go to Kona and you, you, you're close, you've got to make some sacrifices to get there, and, yeah. and, and, I, and I think it would be qualifying for a B race, I think, would have some satisfaction, but it's nowhere near as the amount as if you qualified for no. Kona and no. True Effects, uh, I don't know, I just think um, people just need to... Except that life's not fair and, and they just need to... <laughs> life's not fair. What about, you know, because, like, okay, we, the sport's growing and even in these tough times it seems to be still filling out races. You know, like, another 10, 15 years from now, there's going to come a time where WTC's going to have to do something about Kona because yeah. you can't keep continue adding races and not have slots yep. to account for that. There's got, there's, uh, like, it's just going to be interesting to see what they choose to do at that time. Well, I think they've just got to have Ironman races without slots and uh, there's only so many people that race Kona and they've reached that point and there's no more. Uh, and they'll just have to have Ironman races without slots. And mm-hmm. so maybe in North America there's three events with qualifying slots and then in, um, uh, in Europe maybe there's, I don't know, five or something like that and just limit the number of um, slots. But it is, as far as my point is, it's a world championship. The best athletes should be there regardless of whether they're age groups or pro. I think f- if, if you got to a point um, where there was a lot of pro athletes, there was really good money, then you could start having like the pro race, and it'd be quite difficult to get into that. You know, maybe you've got to meet a certain standard, uh, and, and so it's quite hard. And then maybe even a Division Two pro race, sort of semi-professional. Yep. That's maybe where the elite age groupers might come in. You know, say you look at say a football example, and, and yep. premier, then you've got yep. a premiership, you've got Division One, Division yeah. Two, yep. maybe Division Three is sort of semi-pro, and then you've got amateurs below that. So if we got to a point, you could have the pros who, who actually are proper pros, whereas at the moment there's probably fifty percent pros, fifty percent half-time pros, yeah. half-time coaching or whatever. So you have a proper full-on pro race, have a Division Two sort of up-and-coming pro yep. race, semi-professional, yep. and then have your age group race. Oh, there's not enough money. There's, there's not enough money. In, what about what about this one, having different hour starts? So you go, okay, age group 30 to 35 starts at 5 in the morning, you know, it starts at 6 in the morning, starts at 7, and so that way you can actually get a lot more people on the course throughout the day with different start times. You get what I mean? So, like, you know, because you're sure starting at five in the morning sounds stupid, but some, some races do that. Yeah, I, I don't think they want to have more on the course, but I would like to see it. It would be fairer if they did that, if they split the starts Well, because you get more you people can... involved then, couldn't yeah. you? Because you could have more groups per age yeah. group. Yeah. You know, it would be a longer day. But... Yeah. The big problem they got in Kona is just, there's already too many people on the course. Yeah. So. Yeah, they're only adding to that, aren't they? Okay, well, that was our first discussion. <laughs> long show. Next one's going to be short. Ironman Dork. So I was talking last week about how I told my story of 50 Ironman in 50, I mean 50, 50 Ironman in 50 days. Yeah. And uh got a few emails, people saying they love that book, by the way. Right. <laughs> Best book ever. Best book ever. <laughs> so uh, you want to go first? Yep, I'll do Annette's. Uh, Bevan. <laughs> that was second. <laughs> Bevan, a dork, never. <laughs> Thanks, Annette. I think she's been quite genuine there, too. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, Robbie Elder here saying he gets annoyed when people get Iron Man confused with surf life saving Iron Man. Robbie must be an Australian, I'd say. Yeah, yeah. 
and uh, he was going on about how you know he talks about the humble beginnings. You know, he, the thing is, once they start talking about, it, he goes to the full flight. In the recent story of Iron Man, you know, he talks about the twelve competitors in '78: Julie Moss and Dave Scott, six wins until '89, when it's the greatest marathon split ever, where Mark Allen took him over and. And then maybe he starts to think, well, maybe they're thinking... And there's sort of a like glaze start. It breaks your heart when they do that, eh? Because <laughs> Ironman's a tough sport. Yeah. And you go, oh, yeah, I do Ironman. I go, oh, yeah, surf life's over. And you go, well, no. No. No, you just don't understand. We're a lot harder yeah. than those guys. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, Bobby Bostick. Yep. Anytime I wear the $100 Ironman finisher polo shirt I bought after my first Kona in 2003 <laughs> to work... Giant Kona on the sleeves, <laughs> Iron Man crest on the chest. I walk around the office looking like a big dork, and yet I keep on do- doing it. Now, there's a question for you: Why, after realizing you're being an Iron Man dork, do you keep on doing it? Because still, you want people to think you're amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Damn, how's that one? McLaughlin, Macintosh. Oh, Macintosh. Oh, jeepers, it's a Macintosh computer. Uh, I am dorky moment inspired by I am talky. At the suggestion of Bevan and John, I chose to wear my compression tights and top to the hotel in San Diego uh, throughout my travels all the way to my house in Boulder. My girlfriend was a good sport about it, but the looks I received from the bus drivers and fellow travellers definitely reinforced the dorkiness. Good times. Thanks for the suggestion, guys. Beautiful. Okay. Here here we go. Here's a a special moment. Gary's back. Gary's back. Gary's back. (laughs) How do you t- tell an Iron Man dork at a party? Uh, and, and he did have a good fight. This is pretty good. Okay. Don't worry, he'll tell you. <laughs> Dif- different, diff- <laughs> That's good. different grades of being an Iron Man dork. Uh, <laughs> number one, you want sponsorship for a 5K run? Did 11 uh, miles before coming to work? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I could probably do that for any fear of extreme exhaustion. It's during my 50 marathons. Right. <laughs> Number three, Iron Man. No, really, anyone can do it with a little training. Why not sign up for Iron Man Lanzarote? <laughs> Number four, yeah. But he, she did their first Iron Man in 15.25. I was three hours quicker. <laughs> yada, so yada, yada. Uh, what do you mean? What, what, is that? Uh, what do you mean? Why does my watch, leg, t shirt, bed, aftershave, screensaver, wallpaper, car, haircut have the silly red M with the head sign on it? Uh, <laughs> Nice, that was very good. And lastly, Maura, Maura from, she's from Timur, isn't she? Ash Vegas. Ash Vegas. Maura Terry. Uh, probably most of the time, I am has a tendency to encroach on everything else. Once past the above-mentioned surf life-saving bit, so what do you have to do after giving details of the distances involved at sex research? I usually get the reply, you must be fit to swim all the way then. <laughs> 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 must be the point where they stop listening. <laughs> like oh, that. Okay. <laughs> Scary how close to tr- uh, the truth Gary's comments are. Congratulations, John, beautiful girl. And she enjoyed 50 marathons in 50 days. I have as well. to go read it as well. Yeah. So. I never do anything dorky. Really? No. Um, you never? N- never. No, ever. I never thought you would have either, no, to be honest. Never. <laughs> I'm just trying to think if I have done anything that's stupid lately. It's about knowing when to stop talking about it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because yeah. it, it, it's quite an amazing feat, and you can be in a room of people and they're quite overwhelmed with it. and you know, you can end up talking a lot about it, and then after a while, you're thinking maybe I should stop. You know, it's about pulling away in time. Pulling away. Yeah. That could be a high five. When to know when to pull back and shut up. Okay. Mm. Okay. And talking about Iron Man, that is. That's right. All right, let's uh, put some music on. That was a long. For no news, we did pretty well. 28 minutes. Beautiful. Here we go. Put some music on. It's going to be more than 28 minutes because we forgot to give this week's one. First part of Murray's feature of the show is. This week's discussion. This week's discussion, which and is. And I think we've kind of had it before, but we're going to do it again. Basically, if you choose to race as an elite in a race, should you be allowed to swap? Well, didn't we just do that? Yeah. We kind of did. Yeah. <laughs> okay, we kind of did, but we're going to read that anyway. If you've got any additional comments on it, put them up on the athletes page. <laughs> we can't do it, it's the same one. Okay, let's just grab it. <laughs> okay, what's another one we can quickly do off your, off your head? <laughs> Come on, John. Not a cookbook. Oh. Not a cookbook. Um, uh, okay, we'll pause with Beck in one second. We're going to have a great one. Great one. Here we go. We we're going to get a little deeper and find all these other ones. But a while ago we did this one, but you can redo this one again because it's kind of topical depending on the time. Right. And so what's your favourite thing to listen to while you're training? Because we did it a few years ago. And I remember Johnny Cash came up. Right. And, and you liked Johnny Cash. That wasn't a few years ago. That was a few months ago. But that's okay. No, that would be a couple of years ago. No. Yes. No. Yes. I guarantee it. <laughs> okay. Because that would be at least a year ago. Okay. It wasn't a couple of months ago. Okay. So favourite thing to listen to, because it may have changed, because times are changing. When you're training, not when you're racing, because you're not allowed to wear an iPod when you race. I'm going to see if a Christchurch marathon you can. 
I'm going to report. If you do, I'm, I'm, I'm going re- to report knock. you. And that can be my dorky thing to do, but I'll, I will do it. How will you know? I'll be watching. I'll be watching. Right, so here's some music. So, favorite thing to listen to when you're out training, not racing. Mm. Here we go. Age group of the week. Can good old the Holy Hammer sent through this one. Paul Davies and his first Ironman finishing the yes. top 50s. What? Yes, mate, your facts weren't quite right. It was actually his second Ironman, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And his second Ironman yeah. finishing the top 50 in Taupo in New Zealand in a 9 hour 40 with a well balanced race of a 1 hour swim, a sub 5 459 bike, and a 334 marathon. So didn't fade as much as many more experienced contemporaries did on the side of the run. According to his, he was fifth in his age group of 25 to 29 and qualified for Kona. It's a very solid performance. We've had a little bit to do with Paul over some of his personal trainers. So people will be like, oh, that. I know Paul. Yeah. I, one time I was riding my bike for him and he called me a weapon and I loved that. Because <laughs> he didn't know, he was, oh, he, was, he was flying up the hill and I was having a pod bike and he rode up next to me and goes, oh, here you go, man, we, we're kind of road to get for a bit. And he goes, because oh, he worked out, I worked at Les Mills and he, mm. he goes, oh, he goes, oh, you're a bit of weapon, aren't you, mate? And I, and I was right, I felt like crap that day over. I was like, oh, you may have a weapon. <laughs> <laughs> so Paul's a guy that... Um, He's a nice guy too, eh? Yep. Quite intimidated about in terms of swimming with a squad situation and he yep. finally took the plunge and his swimming has just improved massively. His swim at Taupo um, could have been a little bit better than that, but he... Uh, oh, where's the love? He's the age group of the week here. Hey, no, I'm just saying there was a, it was an improvement, but he, he was hoping for a little bit more on the swim, um, but it was still very solid. 4.59 on the bike and Taupo is solid. Yeah, man, it's S- Sub-5 and Taupo is very, very solid. Yeah. Especially, and you're not to totally blow on the run. Yeah, yeah. And, and especially coming from a little way back in the swim. You know, if you're, if you're swimming a low 50 and then you're getting a good bunch, then it's not quite so hard to yeah. ride 4.59, but to do it pretty much solo um, was fantastic and a good steady 3.34. Solid effort. He sort of reached his And he's, I remember talking to him on the bike when he called me a weapon. Mm, yeah, mm, I was mm, that. Mm. And, uh, and he was saying he was trying to qualify for Kona, so he got his goal. He did, but he's not going. But he qualified. Oh, why not? Well, it's, he's got a few other priorities this year. Well, I don't care. Is he getting married or something? He's got no, coming. no, he's just starting a new business. Personal trainers moved to a new gym. Oh, where's he working now? The one down in Ferrymead. Your competition. Oh, Quest. Yes. Oh, yeah. well, in so, that case, this is not making major of the week. <laughs> <laughs> so, personal trainer in Christchurch, really strong on the bike, good steady run, a hard trainer. Um, seeing the benefits of going to a squad situation. I mean, his swim last year, I think, was way slower than so, it So, so anyway, so okay, so Paul Davis, love your work. Ted, you know Ted? Yeah. What's his last name? Uh, Davidson. Ted Davidson. So Ted Davidson has done Ironman, he's done 11. He got the 10 T-shirt last year. Yeah. This year, he, he hammered in New Zealand. He got, like, sub-9, sub-10, I mean. Yeah. He always wanted to qualify. Yeah. Qualified. 11, didn't take it. Yeah. <laughs> It's expensive, especially with the Kiwi dollar the way it is. But still, you spent 12 years of your life getting there. Yeah. He had, like, the last few years, he's just always had bad days, things have gone yeah. wrong. This year, he pulled it together. PB ever, yeah. you know, your 12th time or your 11th time doing yeah. it, qualifies, doesn't take I couldn't believe it. <laughs> <laughs> I could not believe it. You, you, you mortgage the house. You know, you sell a kid. So, yeah, so for those people out there who for a whole life are trying to get Ironman Kona slots. It is that thing, once you sometimes qualify once, you may not qualify yeah. again. Yeah, although Paul will. Paul will, yeah. yeah. Okay, so beautiful week. Well done, Paul Davies. You are our age group of the week, no, although sorry. you work for the competition now, so <laughs> bad move. One, two, three, four, high five. Now, this is where Murray has taken it to the next level, and it's, and it's a bit of a concern, really. It is. Because we've done peeing on the bike, haven't we, John? We have. And we've done pooing on the run. Bear in the woods sort of thing, yep. 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 Murray's come up with pooing on the bike. Now, this is the area I'm not very experienced in. I have not got a great deal of experience in But either. Murray obviously has. Yeah. So, so if there's any... So he's got here previously covered peeing on the bike and pooing on the run. So now we've completed all options. Can you make it so it's like one page below the other? So, so you can actually read things on this? Do you want to make it bigger for you, John? How about that? Is that that's, big enough for you? That's what I'm looking for. That's, <laughs> that's what I'm looking for. That's what you're for. talking about. Here we go. Here we go. Is that all right? <laughs> I'm happy now. <laughs> peeing on the run and bonus peeing on the bike. We've previously covered peeing on the I've bike and that, peeing on the run. So now that. we'll complete the options. Do you want to go first or second? Yep, first. Peeing is essential, otherwise you're dehydrated. So if no urge to pee, drink more or performance will drastically be drastically impaired, proven through experience. What's it good to have pooing on the bike? No, it's, it's peeing on the see I read out peeing on the run and bonus pooing on the bike. Oh the bonus is pooing on the bike. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, that's good, because I thought he meant purring on the bike. 
like the whole five. I was thinking, no, we'll, we'll yeah, find yeah. out at the end. Yeah. Uh, choose your place carefully. Oh, so we're paying on the run. The first time I did I'm in New Zealand in Taupo, starting the second lap, coming around deserted street beside the vacated T1 when the stream was flowing, the stream was flowing freely out the front straight <laughs> through the lycra of the one piece and I slighted a lady sunbathing amongst some trees. All I could do was apologise. Mm-hmm. Wait a second. Okay, no, we'll, we'll talk at the end of this. You go. Okay, number three. Reposition your foot placement a little wider than natural so less runs down your leg into your shoes, making them wet and heavier. It is important to try to keep your, your shoes dry when you go. Carry on. If constant of concern, you're a little still a little dehydrated, you could cup your hand to catch and recycle. That's an interesting one. You have to tell them it's just a little bit wrong. So this is for, I suppose, girls The liquid is steroid, I say. Yeah. I suppose girls and guys could potentially do that. Yeah, that's good. Okay. Uh, number four, if, if concerned, you're still a little... No, dead. no, no, that's what I just read. Okay. Number five. Oh, number five. Wash your shoes after the race, even though it's a, even though the fluid is sterile. <laughs> you'll drink it, but you'll clean your shoes. And aroma develops in the heat. <laughs> Bonus. Pulling on the bike. Last year, local sports game TV show and TV showed cameras following a bunch of forerunners racing when one pulled his hand out the back of his shorts for a number of strides, then pulled it out and flicked something. <laughs> this is just wrong. <laughs> so uh. it's basically just saying you get your hand and you, yeah. You know what? You wouldn't pull on the bike, would you? Uh, no. But I, heard, I read a interesting... Um, thing in Steve Gurney's book. Uh, I really recommend people reading Steve Gurney's book. Is it really good, book. is it? It's good. Um, yeah, lucky, I don't think it's too easy. <laughs> no, lucky, lucky, lucky legs. <laughs> and um, he was doing a, 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 a eco challenge type race, and he used to race with a team um, of Kathy Lynch. She was, was they very, were very great, weren't they? Very hard Kiwi woman. She was a man, really, wasn't she? She was serious. Yeah. So she would tell you yeah. um, if you were slowing down or something, she'd let you know. And they were doing this multi endurance day race, and Steve Gurney has this product called Gurney Goo, which is kind of like a anti-chafing sort yeah. of um, cream. cream sort of Vaseline-y type thing. And they're running along, and there's a young fella on the team who's actually from Christchurch called Aaron Prince. And he... Oh, yeah. um, His dad was a good runner, wasn't he? Yeah, he was yep. a good multi-sport athlete. Yep. And uh, he said, oh, no, you need to go for a crap. And, they, and, and she said, you're not stopping. You're not stopping. We're going we're gonna to lose too much time. You're not stopping. And uh, he keeps on running and goes, look, you're just going to have to give me just a couple of seconds. I'm, honestly, I'll catch up. You, will, you won't lose any time. And he's running along, and he drops off a couple of seconds, comes straight back, and he's back in there. And what he did, he got a handful of gurney goo, apparently shoved it up where poos come out, and so then everything just came <laughs> splat straight out, no wiping required. Got to read Gurney's book. It's great. <laughs> I'll tell you, put that on the read list. Ah, oh, it's a must really? read. Really? Yeah. So, so John, I have a question here about this peeing on the. You don't. You don't stop and pee, do you? I do. I, do I, you? On the run, I have. Yeah. Why? Uh, I've, I've only ever needed to do it once, and that was in rote. Um, mainly because I didn't want to have soaking wet shoes, and and uh, and I just haven't been able to pee on the run before. I oh, see. I'm, I'm like a waterworks on the run. Really? Oh, man. Right, I think I did six. Oh, really? I don't stop at all because uh, that's just time wasted. cost me my sub three-hour marathon, though. See? There you three go. Three hours and whatever it was, ten seconds or something. Yeah, if you didn't stop and pee. Yeah. You need to learn to pee your pants. I do. Maybe I'm, Thomas will teach you. I'm going to have to gonna have to practice this. So that's Murray's peeing on the bike and pooing on the run. No, pooing on the bike. Pe- peeing on the... <laughs> Peeing on the run. Guys, don't poo on the run bike. You okay? There, I know we've, we've taken the standards pretty low, but there is a limit, isn't there? There is. Yeah. yeah. Well, that definitely would get rid of drafters, wouldn't it? It would do. <laughs> That's a good point. It's for music. Side of the week. Yeah, no, this one was sent through for Murray Lapworth. Murray Lapworth. The holy hammer. hammer. And uh, and basically what it is, it's, it's the CAF, which is the foundation we're supporting. Challenge, Challenge Athletes Foundation. Yeah, and if you want to support them, go to their website and uh, give them some donations and help them do the amazing stuff that when Boy had Bob Baber on, that was what he was talking about. But anywho, they have done the original Kona race, isn't it? It is Hawaii Revisited. We have talked about it once or twice in the past, but... Yep. Just going to revisit it. We're going to revisit Hawaii Revisited. And it's interesting that their 
name and they've had to change their name. It was it used to be called Iron Man Revisited, and now and why is that, John? Wouldn't wouldn't know, Bevan. <laughs> now it's Hawaii Revisited, which is a real shame, I think. But um, anyway, they've got the original trophy. Yeah. So yeah. the race is on the original course um, around sort of the Honolulu area. It's essentially a fundraiser for. Um, the well, it's actually longer, Foundation. isn't it? Because it's the swim's longer, isn't it? No, it's not. Oh, is it the same? Two point okay. four mile swim, one hundred twelve mile oh, bike, twenty six point two mile Honolulu marathon run. Yep. So yeah, it's because uh, the original Ironman was based on the fact that was it John? What's the guy's Collins? name? Collins. John Collins. He said, "If you can do the swim, the local swim, which was the rough water swim, the yep. round Oha, is that, is that? Yep. Uh, bike, and then the Honolulu marathon. One day, I'd call you an Ironman." Yeah, and that's what happened. A few guys got together and did it, and that was the original course, obviously. Hmm. So, it's um, looks how many people they got there in that race. That's probably I don't know, probably fifty odd last yeah. year. And you I do see. that, and I'll count. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and so it's it's not a, a, a super ridiculously cheap race to enter. I think it's fifteen hundred dollars US to, to enter, but oh, all, that, all that money goes man. to um, it's incredible Hulk. goes to the Challenge Athletes Foundation. Uh, yeah, it's cool. So do something different, eh? I think it's it's a unique opportunity to go out there and do something. I think it's pretty old school in terms of the support. I don't think it's um, yep. roads are open. I think there's traffic on the roads, and you just go out there and and, and do it. And uh, yeah, great great supporting. A really good cause and, and getting out there and doing it old school style. Oh, I think it's only two hundred fifty dollars to do. No, that's a deposit. Uh, Trust me, I've done my piece. He's done your piece. I think it's fifteen hundred dollars, two hundred fifty dollars deposit, and then I think twelve hundred and fifty dollar uh, payment on sort of acceptance of that. And, and so far, they've raised about what's well, counting up, still going up, still going up, still going up, still going up. I'm going to say it's about thirteen two five five. Yep, this year. Nice. So get on there. It's um, I, I, Hawaii revisited oh nine. You know what? I'll put a link to it on the website. I think we'll put a link, link to yeah, it on the website. You'll also be able to find it if you go to the Challenge Athletes Foundation. Yep. But it's a great way to do a, a unique, different race and also to support a really good course. And to feel what it's like to do a race in the old days. Oh, yeah. And that's what it'll be like. It'll be old school. Yeah, yeah. Because you know, nowadays, you know, you turn up and, you know, as much as we're Ironman and we're pretty tough, a lot of it's just on the plate to you, isn't it? It'd be cool if they like, did the weigh-in, how you had to, you had, you used to, oh, have to stop right. on the bike and you do the weigh-in. I wonder how many people they actually stopped racing back in those days. don't know. You know, because, you know, the idea of it was for safety. Yeah, I imagine it would have been a few. Yeah, that would have broken your heart, eh? It would have. Yeah. Um, okay, then, that's, uh, what was that? Website of the week. of the week. Coach's Corner, let's put some music on, John. Coach's Corner. We still haven't had cookbooks. Well, we tried to have cookbooks. Yeah, no one was into it, John. No you've, got to, you've got to give up. But Murray's, Murray's carrying on. <laughs> this week, Coach's Corner is on John's Easy Peasy Healthy Banana Muffins. And I've actually sampled these. Murray came around yesterday. Wait a and second. And dropped me off a whole bunch of muffins. So he's named it after you. He made the muffins and named it after you. Yes. So you have nothing to do with the making of these muffins. I eat the muffins. <laughs> so... Here we go. Re- recycling bananas that are past their prime for a long ride. Whether that's because you haven't been training much or there was no value um, added in the last race, so you paid entries for. So to get return on your investment, you stuff your pack full with whatever. You got if you got a whole bunch. Of, <laughs> we're private reading oh, today. Okay, I mean, a shocker. Not enough sleep. Uh, if you got a whole bunch of bananas, here's old Murray's bananas, recipe. old crappy bananas, and I've got three at the moment. And um, Bevan can put this. Okay, I'll, actually, I will. I'll, I'll post this up on an Athlinks. Yep. So three cups of self-raising flour. Yes. Two thirds of a cup of sugar. Yep. Substitute low kale sugar if paranoid. Mm, don't bother. Not paranoid. 120 grams of butter. Low fat or substitute margarine like AIS or oil if keen. One and a third cups of mashed bananas. Three average-sized bananas. One cup of dark chocolate bits or nuggets. Chips too small, buttons too big, bits just right. So eat them up, plus dark equals healthy. Two eggs? Yep. I'd go, I'd go uh, free range. Free range, okay. One cup of trim milk. <laughs> skim milk is serious. What's mean trim skim? Skim must be really skim. Uh, <laughs> so flour into a large bowl and add sugar and chocolate bits. If separate bowl, whisk eggs, add milk and melt butter, stir in the ingredients. Beautiful. Spoon mixture into a pre-prepared muffin tray and bake between 190 C for 20... I have 20 a muffin tray, that's a problem, because I make a pretty mean banana cake. Okay. But not muffin trays. Oh, they're, they're expensive these days, you know. They? <laughs> the economy. 
<laughs> so recession, Dan, the recession <laughs> makes 18 size good muffins. Nice. Tips. Oh, here we go. Silicon trays are easiest. Because it doesn't stick. That's right. Yes. Leave to stand for five minutes after removing from the oven so it, they firm up a little. That's really true because one time I made a banana cake, tried to move it, broke in half, broke my heart. Oh dear. Yep. Uh, then remove tray and place your rack so they don't place on a rack so they don't sweat. Right. If you don't have a family to feed, you can have half the quantity to make only nine muffins. Enjoy. Enjoy. On behalf of all the coaches, the incredibly delicious recipe for banoffee pie has been censored as the fat and sugar content exceeds the Heart Foundation guidelines. Beautiful. What's your favourite dessert? Apple crumble. Oh. I do make a mean apple crumble. I yeah. Make, yeah, I do make a mean apple crumble and oh, banoffee pie would be up there. Creme brulee for me. Creme brulee? <laughs> Creme brulee is just the best. Really? Yeah, absolutely love it. But again, it's I not don't even have creme brulee. What's the creme brulee? It's... <clears throat> sort of a creamy, I think it's egg yolks or egg thingies in the, uh, in the bottom and then they have a little sugary glaze on top and uh-huh. they make it hard so you've got to crack crack into it and then you get this sort of... Oh, no, I have had that. Yeah, I, I do like it. I've never made it myself, but it's beautiful. Oh, really? You should learn to make it. I should. I'll do you an apple crumble one day. There nice. you go. Okay, cool. Questions and answers. Okay, so... Tabata interview on the bike. I'd describe oh, Tabata intervals on the bike. Oh, <laughs> um, Murray said were described in the Triathlete magazine in January 2008, and it's quite different to my traditional understanding of exercise physiology. Stop Sorry, putting a bloody thing on the screen. <laughs> Get it out of the way <clears throat> uh, so I can read. Uh, so it's d- uh, different of his traditional understanding of exercise ph- physiology of increasing VO2 max by long duration, low intensity, and anaerobic training with intervals close to lactate threshold, etc. Coach, what's your thoughts on the Tabata intervals and do they have a place in Ironman training? Okay, give me a bit more detail. How do they work? Well, basically, I, f- I think Matt Fitzgerald might have been the guy who actually wrote the article in Triathlete magazine, so we're yeah. going to have a link to his website, and he sort of explains it. Essentially, it's a very, very short workout um, and right, it holds very time. high intensity. Yeah, so, so you just go and you smack the crap. Basically, you go in, you do a very short warm up, and then you do uh, about four minutes of exercise. Uh, maybe even, yeah, about four minutes of exercise, and you basically do twenty seconds, absolute maximum. Just kill, kill, absolutely kill yourself. Effort, ten seconds recovery. And you repeat that uh, eight times. up to up to eight times, and uh, and, it's and, and the research that they did uh, showed fairly significant improvements. Their control group was doing just so they did that first. So I think the, the test was they did five days in a row of that. The the control group was doing five days of um, just a moderate one hour at seventy percent of VO two max, and the results were that the group doing the Tabata intervals, which was only like four four minutes exercise a day. Yeah was significantly better than the guys that were doing moderate exercise. So it's um, better so for recovery? Their, no, their VO2 oh. um, max increased, their anaerobic uh, threshold How often increased. How this? Well, that's what we'll go to. So if you read this article by Matt, Matt Fitzgerald, he has a couple of suggestions on this in terms of when to do it, how often to do it. He's saying don't do it within a long session? No, you basically all it is is, is like it'll be a 10-minute session. They're suggesting possibly even shorter than that, but you need to just do a very short warm-up and then you do it, and then you do a, sh- a warm down, and that's it. So why would this help an Ironman? Uh, well, that's Murray's question. Is the research here shows that it helps your VO2 max, and it will help your, you know, your anaerobic threshold. It doesn't really say a lot about um, your aerobic threshold. So yeah. my thoughts on this is um, I, have, I haven't tried it personally myself, and I haven't coached athletes to do it. I, in terms of um, I've done things that are a little bit different, certainly maximum effort outputs I think can help your cycling come along. But um, I haven't done it with such short recovery. Typically, I would do it with, yeah. with longer recovery. So I'm, I'm going to give this give this a crack at some stage during winter. Probably a good time for you now. I know. I do, I do tw- <laughs> Eight minute workout. 20, 20 minutes of exercise a week, and I'll be on fire. <laughs> you come back and you win Ironman New Zealand. So um, my response to it is, I don't think there's any shortcuts with with Ironman in terms of um, you, know, you, you do bike. have to do time yeah. on the bike. I think this sort of thing and doing, like, say, Bevan spin sessions at the gym and doing some high-intensity stuff, I think, are fantastic. Um, probably not during your Ironman build-up yep. too much, though, um, because I think these sort of sessions will take a huge amount out of you. And uh, and I think a lot of people may get confused with this and they may not quite do it correctly. You know, they'll maybe do 20 seconds really hard yep. instead of 20 seconds where you're absolutely going to about to chunder and yep. just throw up and you get 10 seconds recovery. It's going to be a tough workout if you've got to do it eight times in a row. Well, they say that most people can't do it yep. um, correctly. You, know, you, they you just... sort of carry on, but it's not really, you know, your power output would be massively below, say, on your eighth one. So yeah. the suggestion is when you're doing this, you maybe only start by doing maybe 
three or four, and you slowly see if you can build it up to eight. Um, so, but is this something we really think people should be doing, or is this something we want to wait a little longer for more research well, to come out? No, this research was done in '96, and I think it's been modified a bit since then. But, but as I said, I think doing things like this in your off season, if you're doing, say, a bike specific block, I think would be good. Doing it maybe once or twice a week, and uh, and I think, but it's on a case by case basis. If you come from, say, a cycling background where you've got quite a good peak power, yeah. I think this will be of less benefit. If you come from um, you know, say you've been doing Similar triathlon for a, yeah. for a couple of years, and you've you've managed to get your endurance up quite nicely, and you've sort of stagnated a little bit with in terms of your endurance. I think doing something like this during a bike specific block, I think, could help. And you might just might just modify it slightly on this, but I think doing some maximum output um, can help. But during your main build up, I don't think there's any substitute for doing. You know, you've got to get used to your Ironman pace and work on your aerobic endurance rather than worrying too much about your anaerobic. I think one of these, these is one of these sessions where you definitely need someone next to you to push you along. You oh know, yeah, you know, because it's easy to, when you're doing intervals, especially with the interval rest, <clears throat> it's easy to kind of wait another two seconds at the end of it, you know, mm. and piss around, and it's like. And I think that doing this on the bike is would be good. It's not something I would encourage doing um, running. I think the risk for injury would be high. relatively high. Um, or. or you know, risk versus um, benefit, yep. I think, would be would be a little bit high. Doing things like this in swimming, um, which should should be fine as well. You know, doing some 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 short sprints, I think, would be would be good. Uh, so yeah, that's my thoughts. But okay. uh, yeah, we'll put this link to Matt Fitzgerald, and you can read a little bit more about it. And Mara has actually got a beauty tip of the week, and his beauty tip of the week, John, is to smile, especially when racing hard. It makes you feel good. It makes other people feel good. It doesn't contribute to crows' eyes. Well, they, they crispy cr- eyes. Eyes. <laughs> doesn't cost anything for a superficial appearance enhancing products it's by the way me. I've got a long thin can of moisturiser from Iron Man New Zealand I'm not using can you think of somewhere you can stick it Murray I'm thinking you need to start using it I saw you a while ago you look, suddenly look a bit old oh. <laughs> <laughs> Goodness me. There we go. He's contributed the whole show. I'm just going to slag him off. No, no, John. I just think it's up to the individual if they want to do it. But if you want to look after your skin, for an athlete who's outside all the time, mm. you know, I think it's a choice. That some, and I think it's important that some people take the charge and say, it's okay, John. You know? You've done that. And I've done that. And, mm. I, and, you know, I know lots of people have started doing it because I get thousands of emails a day saying, thank you, Bevan, for changing my life. He hasn't got one of those emails from me yet. After baking recipes and skincare advice, that's enough of a snag. Mentor essential BS. So, so now for bro- now now normal broadcasting resumes with sponsors. Here we go. Athlinks.com. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. I'm right on here. Look at that. I'm it's- looking forward to Athlinks with our running club. We're setting up um, a running club with our triathlon club. Oh. We're having a running club wing of that, and we're going to use. Oh, you're going to running club. Oh yeah, you should join up, man. Really? There's going to be cl- races all the time. First really? one's 25th of April. You've got to be a member of the club, though. Well, how much does it cost to join the club? 70 bucks. Oh. <laughs> no, you pay. So you'll, you'll pay. <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. You go to off an Ironman and pay $500 to enter an Ironman. you run? season of When do you run? When do you run? run on Thursday nights and Sunday's long run. And well, how long do you run on your long run? Uh, they're doing varying up to two hours. Axel's in charge. Axel Riser, top 10 Ironman New Zealand athlete. Yep. If you're in the Christchurch area... Is he in the Christchurch Marathon? Not sure. Did it last year. I do. Did 243. Oh. I did notice I was a little bit faster than Monica. <laughs> right. <laughs> Let's see if you can beat 243. You should be able to. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we're going to use um, the athletes as a bit so of... So why is this? Why, why, why start a running club? Because we want to do something a bit different and uh, and give add value to members. And a lot of... Also, it's a part of the triathlon club. It's not Part of the triathlon club. club. Yeah. yeah. Because a lot of... Um, our members say, oh, I don't really want to join a running club. I don't really feel any association to a running club. I'm a triathlete, not a runner. So we're affiliating with Athletics New Zealand, and we're going to be running at all the cross-country running races. Singlet's arrived at my place this morning. Flashing? Looking pretty flash. Nice. So we're going to use um, Athletics as a bit of a um, place. The website. The website. I also just... noticed that the Auckland Mountain Bike Club's joined up. Nice. Yeah. So we're going to use it there. People just go on there. We can sort of post our training sessions and um, what we've got coming up and, uh, and obviously keep all our results up there. And then you can also look at your mate's photos, which I think is pretty cool. Because look at this. Dave Dwan. Look at him. He's looking like a champion crossing the finish line, isn't he? Got meeting look with at Dave, that. Meeting with Dave pointing to the skies. Yeah, number one. Number one, I'm ticking it out. Okay. So athlinks.com, best place to keep all your results. Get your club on there. And uh, if you're not the, the person who's responsible for the website of the club, just um, get it's them just involved. It's just easy care, isn't it? And uh, it can add some real value to your club by keeping, you know, compare all your results for your club members. What's on sale mm. on Tribos, John? What do you want to look at? 
I want to look at some running gear. Getting okay, some, I'm going to run. You talk. We're going to get some Mizuno running sh- running gear off there. Oh, are you? Yeah. Oh, no, because I'm only looking at the specials page. Specials. You can get some good watches on there. You can get, you can get some, some Iron Man WTC branded watches. There we go. The Iron Man Sleek Control with 50 laps on it by Timex is $110. What do you mean? So you, every time you do a lap, you go click and it keeps a record of it, does it? Yeah, so you've got 50 laps. Yep. If you're doing, Say you're doing 5400s at the track, Bevan. Yeah, good I, workout for you. 5400s? Have you yeah. done that? Uh, I haven't done that many, but it'll be a good workout. Jeez, I find track really hard. Uh, we were there last night. We, done, we did eight, eight, eight 800s at the track. Eight 800s? Yeah. What do you sit on for an 800? I do it on grass and on the park, so it's probably not as fast. Oh, the guys are just sit at that. We're just control workout, sitting about 125 per lap. So it's pretty controlled. One, one, 20, one minute 20 per lap is about 33 10k pace. So I could probably do that, couldn't I? Yeah, I could do that. Depends what you're trying to achieve. Well, I find track work hard because I just kind of pretty much just go hard the whole time. And end up dying. I do, I do 3.2Ks on the track the other day. 3.2? Yeah. It's not much. I've done 16K on the track before. Straight. So why do you do that? Things you've got to do. But don't you like the sore legs go in the same circle the whole time? No. Do you stop halfway and turn the other way? No. Do you ever do track work the other direction? Sometimes. Sometimes. Really though. Why? Yeah. You think you but would? You think you would. Because it's unbalanced, isn't it? It is. Mm. But anyway, back to tri <laughs> Uh, there's still the item on their homepage if you go on there that goes through the sale items just remember when you go through the sale items yeah. across the top it's got <clears> swim, bike, run, off-road and tri-gear so there's, there's always items on sale for each segment so don't get stuck into just thinking of the first page you come to that's all that's on sale oh, so if you want some tri-shorts here's the place to go man it is you know tri-shorts are, are such a rip-off I reckon eh? but they're, they're on sale on here so you can get some tri-shorts half, half price yeah 22 bucks get some Walker ones for half price yeah. Easy. John, what is it? It's a no brainer. I need some new cycle shorts. I'm not really cycling, but so I can't justify buying them. Mm. Mm. Anyway. It's tough. It's tough. You've got a <laughs> tough life. It's tough at the top. Okay, coffee's off away. Let's choose a coffee. John, what coffee do you like? I want to get a Molokai coffee today, Bevan. Okay, Molokai, here we go. What one? Which one? Which one? Molokai coffee. Oh, it's Plantation. Where's coffee? Store? Store. Buy online. Molokai coffee. 100% Molokai coffee. Here we go. Which one I do you want like? a. I want a decaf. Belinda, before the baby arrived, Belinda was having a bit of decaf. Was she? Was she enjoying that? Uh, she was. Okay. So a Mon- green bean that makes the coffee have travel lots of miles. Shipped to the Swiss Water Decaf Company in Vancouver, Canada. The caffeine has been extracted from the bean using their patent chemical free method. Yes. Return to Molokai, they've been gently roasted to create a truly pleasurable decaf so for, coffee. If you've got a pregnant wife out there, or uh, you're a pre- pregnant husband, <laughs> or you are pregnant yourself, or you like to, you just want to. If you've try got a pregnant to... husband, make sure you write to us because we want to release yeah. <laughs> um, Or if you're after a little bit of a, a decaf or an afternoon treat, because. Often we say... And That's a good point. You know, if you're... And you actually took that from the website, but I, I like that. <laughs> I'm thinking on my feet here, Bevan. <laughs> That's good. Uh, you know, if you want that coffee flavour, but you don't want that coffee kick in the afternoon so you can get a good sleep, this is your option, the decaf. And it is a good option, isn't it? Because like, I know if I have caffeine at night, I just don't get to sleep. Yeah, so here's, you know? here's a solution. Okay, and you, when you actually order, you can choose how you get it grinded. So you can get it whole bean, coarse bean, or coarse grind, regular grind, drip grind, espresso grind. Espresso. Not, espresso, not espresso. Oh, espresso. I always do that. Don't Somebody I? got pretty angry about that a while ago. Who was it? Was it Albert? I, I can't remember. No, it wasn't Albert. Espresso. Was it, it was so. Espresso. Espresso. There's no, ex, not espresso. There's no ex in there. Espresso. What if I want to say it? Maybe I just want to do that. So there you go. You're further butchering the English language. <laughs> I'm doing my best. I tell you. Coffeesofwhy.com. World's best coffee. Where else have we got? got you get your decaf there. Yep. Airflakes.com. Coffeesofwhy.com and trybuys.com. Beautiful. Anything else, John? Anything else we need to know? Don't think so. Right, Bike jerseys are on, uh, being made. Oh, if you want to buy anything, go to Amazon. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, else? If you want to donate to the show to help us get to Kona, just go to our short. homepage. We're only a minute 30 short. Oh, okay. So, yeah, the, the donate to Kona would be really cool if you want to actually help us out, get to Kona. Get, Lots some, of nicknames, people get some nicknames coming next week. Have we got some more coming next week, have we? Got a couple more coming next week. Nice. Love your work. And... That's about. I've been looking at if we can do live. I think oh. we might be have to do live video from Kona. Really? Yeah. Wow. Seriously, um, we <laughs> may have to look into that. Do <laughs> you think we get in trouble for doing that? Well, I guess you potentially would if you did live coverage. You know, somebody's bought the rights for that. I don't know. I don't know. Wow, well, they bought the rights, have they? Don't know. They bought live. Well, it's I don't just know some how it works. Video. 
Well, I'm pretty sure we can do it. Okay. Well, I need to do some research. And do I, it, I think we can live live audio. Could well, be I think we can do live video. Okay. Yeah. You've, you've announced it, now you're going to have to deliver. Well, no, I'm not 100% sure, but there, there's a place called Sikkim who do live video on yeah. the internet. And yeah. so as long as we get fast enough internet that we can cover out, we have to get one of those internet things. I would have sorted out for us. Yeah, but there's a job for you. <laughs> Albert, you, you Albert, I love that. Albert will be racing. We'll just grab his computer and we're away. Albert, can you just organise everything for us? Yeah. Um, and yeah, and so then, yeah, we could do live video. Because we're not going to be able to go out on the course and video the guys racing. Alone. No, we could. We, we could potentially, but we're probably not even going to be allowed on the, the media vehicles. But Why not? Because um, who's the Juice guy? Yeah. Uh, he did last year. Yeah, but he may not have had the conflicts with. No, the John. I don't think they really even know who we are. I think. I think that. I think they're threatened by us. Oh, true. They're probably worried we're going to take over the whole. They probably should shut up about it. Otherwise, we will not be allowed on it. Yeah, I've got an idea, but I, I think I think we can do it. Okay, cool. Yeah. So, uh, what, you, what have you been up to, John? How's life with the new kid? It's a little bit different. Really? Yeah. Funny that. Funny that. <laughs> it's going to be a little bit different for the next little period. I was next out, 20 years? <laughs> I was out, uh, out for a walk with the filmator. He's got a son the same age as Thomas, and then they've got another kitty coming yeah. along. And, You've um, time that well, haven't you? Yeah, we have, in a few months' Because that's time. the thing, when you've got, like, it's me being a single guy without kids, when well, my kids are a little bit older, it's like, kids with, guys with babies are a little bit different now. Right. You know what I mean? Because when you go out for a party with your mates and they're always having to look after their babies. Mm. But mm. when you've all got babies, it works well, doesn't it? it? Does. Yeah. And, and we, so I was walking along with him and his wife and uh, I said, Phil, hate to break it to you, but I think things are going to change with you a little bit in a few months' time. <laughs> Training may have to come down. Really? How are you handling that emotionally? Because, you know, like, you know, we're part of our self-esteem is the fact we love doing sport and we get out and do it. How are you finding that? I'm just accepting it. I'm just okay. accepting it the next couple of months. Uh, there's going to be minimal amount. And then um, I think for the next year, probably going to be fairly minimal as well. So I'm just going to be looking at... Ne- next month, I'm just, I've am just i just written off and yep. just accepting. There's yep. going to be very, very little. And after that, I'll just be looking at, at ways to... Do what you can do in a time Do what I can and do it efficiently and probably just focus on my probably on my running because yep. I can efficiently do that with just lots of little um, short yeah. workouts. So that's sort of going to be the plan of attack. But more or less written off next season for, for rate, doing any serious racing yep. and getting ready for the length of New Zealand epic camp bring it on Tampon if you want to get onto it what do you do? Uh, probably just pop, it, pop me an email at this stage we haven't got anything on the website yet but if you go on to um, there's a word on the street yep. all yellow jerseys winners may be coming back Oh, is there? Yeah, we're on the street. That's, okay. that's what I'm hearing out there. Okay. That's what I'm hearing. That could be interesting. That would be an interesting net in that one, wouldn't it? There's not that many yellow jersey winners. I know, but it, but if you yeah. think you had Madman, Montgomery, yeah. Yeah. you know, Gordo. Gordo, Albert, yeah, Class. I don't know if Class ever won it. Well, no, apparently he did. I do? Yeah. 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 Okay, that could be interesting. Yeah. So New Zealand, if you're if you're interested if you're in that sort of epic camp, um, Standard, basically, you just need to be a good biker. Uh, it's going to be held in the are start doing, of January. Are you doing the two groups? Are you going to do that? Uh, potentially, but okay. at this stage, we're just looking for people who are going point to point. It's going to be a two-week, uh, just over two-week camp, and uh, it's going to be a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. Once-in-a-lifetime. Get on to it. Uh, anything else you never got? No, Bevan, anything Do you exciting? eat lots of Easter eggs? Do you eat lots of Easter eggs? We don't, we don't go hard on Easter eggs. See, ne- next year, we're going to have the good old Easter egg hunt. Yeah. No, not, not too hard. We're I went ballistic. Yeah. Yeah. Because my problem is, I've got no control when I've got bad food in the house. So my strategy is don't have bad food in the house. Exactly. Don't buy it. Don't buy it. Don't have it around. So you can't choose it. Mm. But my mum has no control when it comes to buying Easter eggs. So we mm. had this Easter egg hunt. No lies. We've got four kids in the family and there's a few adults. She had two big containers full of chocolate. And so I did my best to get as many eggs as possible looking yeah. after the kids. Yeah. Thinking they don't need that much chocolate. I'll grab yeah. as many as I can get. Yeah. Which was, you know, I'm just doing the good thing. But the problem is, then I have to eat it straight away. Mm. So then, Yesterday morning, I pretty much had like 15 eggs. How's your skincare been this week? Any pimples coming no, out? No, because I've been doing my caring, John, you right. see. Prevention. Right. Prevention. So that was really good. And then Porno came around and played Cranium the other night. Right. And he dominated us. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Have you played that? I haven't played that. We'll, oh, discuss, we'll discuss this. Yeah. We'll discuss can you spell? Yeah, I can spell okay. Yeah. I'd, I'd match myself to spell as well as you. Oh, yeah, that's not hard. <laughs> 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 I've always got a good, good partner in creating for spelling, I tell you. Um, yeah, and, and that's pretty much it, really. Okay. Anything else? What do you have to do the rest of this week? I'm trying to get some more time out. We've got a one hour three. Uh, the rest of this week, I'm actually, actually, another thing, I'm just promote, <laughs> promoting a few things I'm doing. Meeting with uh, Dave Dwan this afternoon, and we're going to be running a couple of duathlons out at Ruapuna Raceway. Oh, that's a, right. Now, when are these? Race track. There's going to be one in 
end of June. I think it's 27th of June, and the other one's going to be 30th of August. Nice. And, uh, it's, cool. birthday. it's my girl's birthday. Really? Oh, well, you'll be racing. You can race. I'm doing it for you, honey. I'm doing it for you. <laughs> so it's it's going to be... Uh, it's going to be your birthday watching me race. It's going to be a 3K circuit, and it's going to be fast and furious action. I've just, I've just vetoed our discussion of the week. Have you? Yes. I've just vetoed it, and I've made a new one. You're going to have to go back and edit the show then. No, no, because everyone listens to the end, surely. 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 <laughs> You, you qualify for Kona, but it's on your 25th winning anniversary. What do you do? Okay. And your wife doesn't want you to go because she wants you to do your 25th winning anniversary. And you've never qualified before, and it's highly likely you'll never qualify again. Yeah. So it's a once in a lifetime. Once in a lifetime, but it's your 25th winning anniversary, and your wife wants to go to the Bahamas yeah. for holiday, no racing. She's sick of your racing. Okay. What do you do? Here we go. This is our discussion of the week. Iron rusts. I'm in it. Train hard. Train hard. Kia, Kia kaha. Kaha. That's a great discussion. It's a week.